What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? You know, with the show, we go tons of different places. I mean, we've been to Modern Skate and Surf a few times. We've been in the basement of St. Andrew's Hall. We go where the action is. And today we're at Stash International. We're on the border of Eastern Market in Detroit because a great friend of mine, who I haven't seen in like two decades, his band was coming through town. So a couple days ago, he's like, dude, I'd love to talk skating, music, all that kind of stuff. I said, well, you guys are coming into town soon. I don't know when. Let's set it up. He's like, yeah, in two days. So message Corey. Corey's like, yeah, let's make it happen. So we're down here at Stash International to interview uh, this gentleman sitting next to me, Jeff Dean. I mean, we met skating a park in Ferndale, Michigan. Uh, at the time, it was Metro Trend, and he had moved into town from Las Vegas. And, and we just connected. We connected at that point, and he ended up moving to Chicago. And we're going to talk about that move. We're going to talk about what he's doing in Chicago to make the most of his life. Because the whole focus of this show is for you to get off the damn couch and make life happen. And this guy is the epitome of that. So, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jeff Dean. Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time today, brother man. Not a problem, dude. Not a problem. How's life going? How has it been? So we're just going to pass this back and forth. I don't know. I talk loud enough, so... Um, how was Cleveland last night? And uh, talk about that a little bit. Cleveland was awesome. We went and played the record release show for this band, Restless Habs, who I produced and recorded and mixed their album. So it was their record release show, and they wanted Airstream Futures come out and open up. So it was it was awesome. Super now, fun time. I haven't played a show in Cleveland in like ten years. Cleveland's so a cool town. It was it was it was awesome. Right on. Yeah. So now you're here today, yes. and you're playing with King for a Day. Yep. Dude, when was the last time King for a Day even was in the same room? I don't know. It might have been recently, but I, I think mean, it's been a number of they, years. They did a show in Chicago a couple years ago, I think, but it's sporadic, and it's also like, that was like them just getting back together. So there's a lot of history between all of us dudes from back in the Detroit days, so... It's rad. This is going to be fun. Well, let's talk a little bit about, you know, you and I met through skateboarding. And skateboarding is, skateboarding music, the creativity, it goes hand in hand. And uh, so we met probably the mid-90s, somewhere around there. It was probably 95, end of 95, I think. Because I lived in Detroit from 95 through 97. So I was, it it felt like I was here forever, but it was really only two years. And then you end up moving to Chicago from I moved, there. I moved back to Vegas for a year, and then I then I, I from there, and then I went to Chicago. And I've been in Chicago 22 years. At what point um, did you pick up a guitar? When did you start making music? I started playing guitar when I was 19. I kind of came to it late. I just some really ridiculous circumstances happened, but I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna start playing guitar. I wanna do this. And I picked it up pretty quick. It was like six months later, I was playing in a band. And you know, that was kinda like still in the heyday of my skateboarding and like being, you know, being sponsored and going to California and competing all the time. And skating kinda ended up taking a back burner to music for me. So, I mean, I never quit skating by any means and honestly I feel like I probably did my best skating when I kind of stopped caring about sponsors and contests and shit like that so but it it was like once I started playing guitar and playing in bands I was like this is what I'm doing and where were you at at that time like what city were you in Vegas I was in Vegas you were in Vegas that's Um, how uh, Jay Navarro and I that's how him and I met like Suicide Machines that played in Vegas and they had like a tape out like no one knew who they were and our bands played together and then 
we just stayed in touch and became really good friends. And I had flown out here the summer of 95 for two weeks to hang out with Jay. And he was, it was just the best. We had so much fun. He's like, dude, you should move here. We'll do a new band. And I was like, cool. I'll drop out of college and move across the country to Detroit. <laughs> Why not? That's what, you know, I saw Jay yesterday and I mentioned to him that we would be meeting up today, which is cool. Uh, you know, and again, the skateboard music culture, it's, you know, not six degrees of separation. It's probably like a half a degree of separation. I mean, in Vegas, it was all intertwined. You know, it was like all punk stuff, hip hop stuff, like everything. It was just all like, was, I feel like it was all skateboarding related somehow. Well, the 90s were like that, you know, skateboarding. 80s and 90s were, like, at least on the West Coast, it was, yeah. it was pretty intense, you know? So, back to music. So, you get a guitar, you pick it up relatively quickly. Like, I started drumming actually way late. I was 18, 19 years old, same kind of thing. Within six months, I'm playing in a band, and I'm learning yeah. as we're learning, which I think was good for me. Uh, progression was always very important. But you pick up a guitar. What was that first band you were in? Uh, the band's called Tomorrow's Gone. It's a hardcore band. And I played in that band for it's like four years. And I mean, that led kind of to everything that's happened and materialized in my life was just picking up that picking up a guitar, meeting those dudes and playing in that band. It kind of set my set everything on the course that it's been. That's crazy. crazy. And that's all from skateboarding because Lance, who was ended up being the singer in Tomorrow's Gone, he played bass originally. I knew him through skateboarding. So it was like, they, they lived in a town called Boulder City, it's just like right outside of Vegas. And they would come in and we'd, all, we'd skate together all the time. And then Lance had heard I started playing guitar and he was like, you want to be in our band? I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's crazy. And when you were in Detroit, um, who'd you play with here? I played in a band called Cleons Down. Oh yeah. With Golan, with Chris Golan and, and Jay Navarro and then this guy Ron Davidson. And, and Ben Force sang for the band for a little bit too. So, but that was why I moved here. Jay was like, let's do this new band. You should move out here. I'm like, okay, I'm in. But then it was like, as soon as I moved out here, Suicide Machines get, a major, get their major label deal. And it was like, well, what about our band, dude? And he's like, you'll just be our guitar tech. And then when we're home, we'll do our band. I'm like, okay, that works. I can live with that. <laughs> Not a bad gig. No, it, 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 it was that year of me being out with those guys, because we were pretty much gone for almost all 96 it was like insane i think about some of those times i'm like i can't even believe that was something that happened in my life well it's it cool pretty, pretty crazy great experience you could never uh you could you couldn't predict things like that no <laughs> no, no and, way and i think about that a lot when you're following your passion in life regardless of what it is you really can't predict what doors are going to open where you're going to end up you just go with the flow do your thing and, and all in and then all of a sudden, boom, like different things kind of happen. You get to tour the world with Jay yeah. Navarro, and also it stokes your own personal uh, passion of music. Well, all that, I mean, ended up setting things in motion to where, like, you know, I mean, I've been pretty lucky with music in the sense, for me, where I ended up, like, people that were heroes of mine, I ended up being in bands with later on in life after, after that. And that all stems from moving, from me meeting Jay and moving to... Detroit for those couple of years and which led me to Chicago which just changed everything for me so it's like it's nuts if I start thinking about that stuff too much it drives me bananas yeah like it's like 
one little like move that was different would have just affected everything. And yes. it's like, I can't focus on that or I'll start driving, I'll lose my mind. Well, completely, <laughs> and let me quit being a jerk because you're holding the mic I'm and like, I'm, I'm the like freaking host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're sitting here with Jeff Dean and, uh, you know, talking about the history of, of him coming to Detroit, us meeting, him getting, uh, getting, being able to travel the world with the suicide machines and the passion for music is, is incredible. And, and what you just brought up, I think about that a lot. What if I never picked up a skateboard? What would my life be like? What if I never quit playing hockey? What would my life be like? If I, yeah. could, if I couldn't draw what would my life be like Absolutely. not having those creative outlets and it's it's crazy it will cause you to go cross-eyed completely yeah. i just try to i just try to be stoked about it and not obsess yeah <laughs> so you're in detroit for two years yep. what um stokes you to go back to vegas and then to chicago what what was the instigator there well so that band Tomorrow's Gone I was talking about, we had a record, I, like I never quit the band even though I was living in Detroit. Like I would fly back like on weekends and stuff to play shows when I could. Like we were still pretty active and so we had a record that was coming out and I just, you know, I was missing the West Coast, you know, missing the desert. There's something about growing up in the desert, man. It makes you weird. It's a different kind of weirdo growing up in the desert, man. And I was just missing that. and. We had, Tomorrow's Gone had booked like a, a month-long U.S. tour, and I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to move back and do that band full-time and just, you know, focus on skating and music. And ironically, the day that I moved back, two days before we were supposed to leave on this month-long tour, the band broke up. No way. Yep. D dude, I was, I was destroyed. Understandable. I was like, I'm like, I just packed up everything and quit my band in Detroit and moved all the way back to Vegas for this tour to have it just fall apart right at the, like, two days before. It was, like, one of the most heartbreaking things ever. That'll build character. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I, I started a new band, like, two days later and just kept going forward, man. Right on. <laughs> so Right on. But then that only lasted a year, and then it was, like, um, my wife at the time, like, well, she wasn't my wife then, but... My ex-wife now, even she, she's from Michigan originally, and she was like, I don't want to live in Vegas anymore. Like, I just, I want to get back to the Midwest. And I was like, I know people in Chicago. I'll go to Chicago. And that's how that happened. And All right. I've never left. <laughs> right on. So you're here in town today with Airstream Futures. Yep. And you guys wail, dude. Like, Thanks, I, dude. I, I messaged you yesterday all the way to the skate park, rocking, and Thanks, I really dude. enjoy I it. And and uh, just catchy, cool, good music. Thanks, dude. And um, you, you were in Cleveland last night. You come through and you get to stop in Detroit for a matinee show. What I love is you stop to play a matinee show. So you can get back to Chicago some, <laughs> so uh, some of the folks in the band can get back to work. And I love that personally because so many people who maybe listen or uh, are watching this right now, they don't realize that you're on stage, but you're still a real person. You're still a tangible person. Yeah. You still have to go through the <laughs> everyday rigmaroles. Yes, and so, um, so it's rad to have you guys here. Talk about Airstream Futures a little bit. How long you guys been together, and what kinds of stuff have you done? Because you've done, uh, you put out a lot of recordings, and we, you do, you've done quite a bit of touring. We've been pretty fortunate with the opportunities we got. This band, like, just really clicked right out the gate. Uh, Mike and I, the drummer, we played in this band called The Bomb with, with Jeff, because I from Naked Ray Gun, for like 
Dave and I were in that band probably like 15 years. So Mike and I have always just had a great friendship and chemistry. And when that band broke up, you know, I missed playing with Mike and I missed playing with Pete, the bassist, as well. And I was like, I want to do something new. Like, you know, I got some songs I've been messing around with. And Mike's like, yeah, let's do a new band. And so I met Devin because there was a band I was recording and they had brought her in to do backup vocals on a record that I was producing for them. And I was just floored by her <laughs> her voice. She's phenomenal. And we just hit it off real like immediately as friends. And then we both realized that we're she's from Las Vegas as well, oh. originally. And I was like, okay, then we're now we're like best friends. Cause I'm telling you, there's something about growing up in the desert, man. It's just just a different it's it's just a different kind of thing. So yeah. it was like, okay, we're doing a new band. And then it just really kind of fell together really well. We actually fit, recorded our first album before we even played a show. Like we were like, let's really get this refined. Let's get these songs together. Let's get a record ready to release. And I think it was our first show was at this place, Quenchers in Chicago. Our second show was in Baltimore. Our third show was in New York. And our fourth show was open up for Alkaline Trio at Metro on New Year's Eve. Right it on. Just, boom. Just That's like, progress. It just really just started hitting. And then from there, it was like we've toured England twice, you know. Played Fest a couple times in Gainesville, played Pooza Fest, played with Bob Mould, played with The Descendants. Like, I mean, we've, we've been really fortunate in the opportunities we've had, so it's been a lot of fun. Well, I was going to ask highlights, but after that rundown you just said, I don't know if you could pick one. <laughs> um, I don't know if I could pick one, but I'd really like touring England Yeah, a lot. I've never been there. It's a blast. I mean, I think, I mean... I've toured there before and other bands I've been in, but like we always have a blast over there. And it, what is the easiest way for our viewers to, like I, I just punched Airstream Futures into YouTube and it gave me a playlist and everything. What is the easiest way if people want to support at Bandcamp? What's the best way yeah, to I see mean, stuff? I mean, all the music's on all the streaming sites or whatever. And we actually have a new album that's coming out on the 27th of this month. Oh, cool. On a label called Little Rocket Records that's out of the UK. So, and I mean, should be able to find it everywhere. I hope. <laughs> it's pretty. I'll tell you what. It's pretty easy. Okay. It, it really is. I just plugged it into the internet and bam. I had I had plenty of listening. Plenty of listening. So check it out. Um, I'm so bad with that shit. Nah. I always make this joke. I'm like, dude, I can record and produce your band. But I don't know how to operate my phone. <laughs> I have to ask, where's the name come from? Ah, <laughs> see, there's a story. That's no, it, it's not really like a story. There's, a, it's, it's a very obscure reference. There's a band called Jesus Eater that Sean Brown, the original singer in Dag Nasty, was in. Yes. And that that band and the the EP and the album they put out, so good. It's just such a great, such great records. Anyways, there's a song that they have called Your Airstream Future that I really just love the song on its own, and I was like. So I was like, Airstream Future. I'm like, that would just make a good band name. I'm like, I like the image that it kind of, yeah, you know, makes me think about when I think of the name. Like, yeah. I like it. I like it. You know, uh, so many times, I mean, even at, at, at breakfast today, I hear things. I'm like, oh, that's the name of your punk rock band. You know, I just do that stuff. And you hear things that just ring. And especially to have that kind of history behind it. You know, yeah. Dag Nasty, come on. Yeah. You know? Um, but, uh, you know, when I saw Jay Navarro yesterday and I brought your name up, he's like, dude, plays in so many bands. Are there any other bands you're currently playing with right now? Yes. <laughs> um, I play in a band called Always West. 
And then I also play in a band called Dead Ending. That's like a kind of old school hardcore band. And that's we had a few records out on Alternative Tentacles, which has been awesome. And then I'm doing a new project with some friends in New York called Her Heads on Fire. That's we're we're getting it together. We got about an album's worth of music. Getting together. it together. They got about an album's worth of music. Most I mean, people. Maybe that sounded like an ass. Yeah, no. <laughs> but most people are like, we're getting it together. We got a song or two. No, you know. Yeah, this new this new thing that, that I'm working on has been really fun. Joseph Grillo, the singer, like, he's one of my favorite singers, and he asked me if I wanted to do this thing with him, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I actually I fly out to New York once a month. Dude. To rehearse with this band to get it together so see and that's what I was gonna ask next because I brought up I don't have time right now to play in a band you know I love playing my drums don't have time and people were like well why don't you you know everybody's doing things you know where they record it digitally and they're exchanging stuff across the country and I believe in common consciousness I think you have to be in a room with people I mean, to make I, that's my personal I mean, thing I fully agree with you I mean I think I mean there's ways to work via long distance but when it really comes down to it if you're trying to fucking like really make a record or put a band together you all have to be in the same room I mean if you can't get along and play well together then how are you going to get in a band? Yeah, you're not going to create anything at all yeah not anything that's worth anything yep I agree I agree well I see everybody starting to load in now so you know I I just want to thank you so much for taking the time today Jeff I mean and next time you're in town I want to have you in studio for a whole hour I would love that and I'd also like to go skate Yes, yes. We didn't even hit the skate tip yet. We were talking about skating beforehand. And when you're a musician and you love skating, you definitely have to pay attention to your fingers and your hands and just staying healthy. And and what you were talking about, you know, that there's other people that depend on you when it comes to bands. Well, it's, it's tricky with skating these days. And we were talking about it earlier. It's like if I'm going to skate, I'm. I'm a hundred percent in. I'm going for it. I'm do. I'm gonna push things as far as I can push. I'm not content just like manualing around a, a parking lot. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm probably gonna get hurt. You know. But if I can't play guitar, then I'm in a really bad position. And then there's people that are like relying on me that are in a really bad position. So it's been this re- really odd balance to try to like maintain a certain level of skateboarding without getting hurt all the time. <laughs> well, it's tough when you've experienced the level you have and the level I have to, it took me a while to get to a point where I can go out and just do frontside grinds if that's all I'm feeling. Like yeah. I can do that and not worry about it because I, similar, I think, you know, if I get broken, I, I can't do what I'm doing. If I'm laid up on a couch, I can't get out yeah. and do interviews like this. So I have to be cognizant of that. Yeah. And with a band, you know, you break your foot or heaven forbid, do something to a finger or wrist. It's it's it's, it's, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a, it's a problem, yeah. <laughs> which so. is difficult because it's it's just you know I don't want to like I want to I'm skating I want to skate mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. it's. I'm trying to find the balance, dude. Yeah. I'm trying. Well, next time... I'm still in there. I'm still skating. Next time you're in town, we'll roll around modern a little bit, get an interview in, hang out, you know. But I want to thank you again for taking the time to sit down with us here on the drop-in. The show brings the awesomest people together, and it gives me the opportunity to rekindle friendships with old friends. It's it's just good to see you, man. Yeah. It's been a long time. 
Yeah, it's, it's been a few few minutes. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty amazing. But thanks, man. No Thank you so much. And again, check out Airstream Futures. Uh, run down the other bands because I think uh, what was it? Her head's on fire. Yeah. Um, I started following that band or that uh, project on Instagram recently on Instagram with underscores between the names. Um, just check it out. And if you have any questions, you can message me. I'll give you all the info to stay up to date on Jeff Dean and everything he is doing. Because again. The main focus of the drop-in is for you to get inspired to get off your damn couch and make life happen. That's what Jeff does. That's what I'm doing. I want to thank you all for tuning in today and stay tuned for more of the Stoke, man. Take it easy. Yeah.